It's good to be in the house of God. Before I pray, can we just sing? I want to know you more. Oh, I want to know you more. Let's sing together. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be in the house of God, to worship you in the house of God, to worship together in the house of God. We give you all the glory and all the honor. May the name of the Lord be praised. May that be the main thing and the only thing. And after that, as it trickles down, your blessings upon us, your favor upon us. But Lord, whether you give, whether you take, may the name of the Lord be praised here today. On this beautiful Sunday, I pray, God, that we would truly listen and hear your voice today and to put into action the words of life that you store for us. Strengthen us, for we're in need of your touch. We're in need of your presence and your strength and your spirit. Guide us today. Guide my lips, Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here in this place may be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory, all the honor, pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. Amen and amen. After Easter is today's title. Can we turn to a neighbor and say, victory is here. Victory is here. Easter is here. We are victorious as Christian men and women of God. We are victorious. Amen? We must remain faithful. Amen? Death is finished and victory is here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54 to 58, our main passage for today. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brothers, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, stand firm? Let nothing move you, which means be steadfast and immovable. Always give yourselves fully, meaning always excel in the work of God, work of the Lord. To the work of the Lord, meaning for you are God's workmanship, just like Ephesians chapter 2. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen and amen. A very close friend of mine, a grandmother who passed away, we did a prayer meeting and this was her main passage 
one of her favorite passages. And then, a few months later, she passed away. And you may think that death won, that Satan won. But through Christ, death has no power over us. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But here is our victory. Here is our glorious banner. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy after Easter, everyone. Christ, he has overcome death. And we are no longer destroyed by death or sin, but through Jesus Christ, we have life, eternal life. Can we turn to our neighbor once again and say and declare, in Christ, I have life eternal. In other words, eternal life. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work in it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Meaning, in other translations, not for men. Ephesians 6, 7 says, serve wholeheartedly. In other words, enthusiasm with goodwill as if you are serving the Lord, not people. And Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen. And amen. If you know the order of the scripture, it's Galatians first, Ephesians second, and then Colossians. Well, not in that order, exact order, but... Galatians comes first, Ephesians comes second, Colossians comes next. Just remember that Colossians 3, Ephesians 6, Galatians 6. Whatever we do, we do it for the Lord. Therefore, rejoice, rejoice, which leads to our main first point, is Satan lost. Satan lost. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 18 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he to share in their humanity, meaning Jesus, so that by his death, is talking about the death of Jesus, he might break the power of him, who is him. It's talking about Satan who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Verse 15, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. I don't care how courageous you are or how strong you think you are or these heroes that we watch in movies. When we face death, we all have fear in the face of death. No human being is courageous when they face death, when they take their final breath. Verse 16, for surely it is not angels he helps. But Abraham's descendants is talking about the human beings, us, people. Verse 17, for this reason, he had to be like them, fully human in every way. That's where we get the phrase, Jesus is fully God, fully man. In order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest. We talked about this, the holy place, the holy of holies. 
in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Verse 18, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. It's talking about in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness before he started his ministry. Jesus faced temptation, but he overcame temptation. And that is why he is able to help us, those who are in need of help for undergoing trials and temptation. Rejoice. Satan lost. That's what Easter is all about. We know the end. We as Christians, we have the greatest sneak peek of how the end goes. We already know the end. We have the book of Revelation. We know. We see how it all ends, just like we know how World War II ended. As Christians, we understand that Satan is finished. He knows that his end is near. However, his work, he knows that his work is not over. That is why he's trying his best to stray the sheep of God, the followers of God, to be deceived and to live a life in pride and blindness, to lose their path and to lose their way. Satan knows that his time on earth is short-lived. Therefore, he is right now, and he will until he ends. He takes his final breath. He will try his hardest to destroy every human being on this earth by keeping them deceived and blind. People may look at the cross on Good Friday. Well, at that time, it wasn't Good Friday. It was a terrible day where they lost their Savior and the Messiah. For a short time, it looked as if Satan had won. Even at the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, where Satan, the serpent, he tempts Eve, and Eve falls under temptation, and it looks like he had won. It looked as if he had won at the cross as Jesus took his final breath when he killed the Messiah. But we have victory in Christ. For in Christ, we cannot lose. Satan, he lost. And he will lose. And here are the schemes that the devil uses. Letter A, distraction. The meaning of distraction is something that would divert the person to focus on the wrong thing. To keep them distracted, to focus on the wrong thing. Not the right thing, but the wrong thing. Things that simply don't matter. Just like the movie, Wally. -E. The people are distracted by the screen in front of them. It's a way for the robots to keep them away from going back to earth. When we're distracted, we become comfortable, we become sidetracked, we're not in shape, we're not focused. We are distracted in the things of life that the world, the people pursue. Distraction after distraction. Wally, -E, one of the best movies, right? 
keeps the humans distracted from the true beauty of life. After her screen is over, she's like, oh, she's like, what is this? I didn't know we had a pool. And it affects others. For you carry the light of Jesus Christ. When you are focused in your walk with God, those who are lost out in the world, they will see you. Not that you're the Savior, we are not. But we carry the presence of God, and they'll be attracted to that light. Distraction. In other words, greed, worldly friendships, worldly reputations, the pleasures of this life, etc. Letter B, temptation. When I say temptation, I talk about lust, sin of life, and idols. And I take this from Luke chapter 4 when Jesus was tempted. As Satan tried to tempt Jesus, what did Jesus say? It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. It is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test, temptation. And let us see, wasting time. Wasting so much time in 24 hours a day. I love the concept of watches because life is all about time. And each moment in life is so precious, it's beautiful because we are finite beings, because we will never have this moment back again. When that second passes, when that minute passes, when it hits the four-minute mark, you will never get what happened in the third-minute mark. We will never get the past back. We will never get that moment back. And we shall not take that moment for granted in life. For that laughter will not last forever. For that sorrow will not last forever. For that tear will not last forever. You have to embrace that moment. Whatever you're going through, suffering and all of it, the joy and the suffering, all of it, take it in. Because that's what it means to be a human being to undergo trials, to be happy for a moment, but to be joyful always in Christ. As a human being, we can always be joyful in Christ. We can, and it's a promise, and it is a guarantee, and we can do it. Because joy comes from having a relationship with the Lord. Situations, happenings, that's what brings happenings and sadness. Yes, we can be sad in our joy, but there is true joy within we can grieve in our joy, but the joy comes from knowing the Lord, knowing that you have eternal life, that you have victory in Christ. That's where our joy comes from, that you have the greatest gift of all, that sin cannot take away, that your friends cannot take away, that no one can take away, that when you're sitting in the jail cell, when you're persecuted, when you're wrongly accused, when Paul was in prison, he had joy of the Lord to praise and to worship and to not give up hope because of the joy that he has in the Lord. He rejoiced in all situations. You know, what's sad right now, not just in America, but all over the world, many young people will wake up today, will wake up tomorrow. The youth, the next generation of young people, they will wake up in their first focus and their attention will be, I have to check my phone, my email. I have to walk my dog. 
to get good grades. I have to be a good friend and make lots of friends. I have to get ready for work and work hard and succeed and make lots of money. I mean, these things are good things, I guess. However, when it comes from the eternal perspective with the lens that we put on as Christian men and women of God, these things are not the focus and should not be the focus for the Christian man and woman of God. For Jesus makes it very clear, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given, will be added, everything will be provided. For your heavenly father is a good father. He will give you all the blessing that we have, and we have seen it over and over again in our church. Therefore, the first and the main thing that we must do as Christian men and women of God, and this is not on the screen, but just, just for a side note. Look to Jesus Christ in prayer. Look to him. Meditate on the word of God. When I say meditate on the word of God, study his scripture, which in essence will lead us to in knowing the purpose of God meaning to live our remaining days and our lives for him. But we have one life and one chance, and you cannot turn back time and change the past, but we can choose today. Make that decision today to better prioritize our time for a better present and for a brighter future. Titus 3, verse 3 to 8. It says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures, meaning we used to waste our time. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior up here. He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things. You're going to stress about something? Stress about this. Stress on the eternal things of God. Stress on the things that matter. There are such things as good stress. Stress on these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. One time you are lost, but you are not lost anymore. Wake up. Rejoice. Rejoice and wake up. Which leads to our last passage here in this point. First Thessalonians chapter 5 that we're all familiar with where it says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. And amen. Our next point, number two, Holy Spirit is here. Rejoice. Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit walks with us. Holy Spirit guides us. Holy Spirit comforts us. Holy Spirit counsels us. After Christ, his death and his resurrection and his ascension to heaven, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit that will come upon his apostles, upon his disciples, upon all people, to those who believe and who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Meaning you have the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 2 to 5. Acts is known as the first church, the first community of believers that came together. So there are some ministries that will call themselves Acts 29 because they're continuing. It ends at Acts 28. So they call themselves Acts 29 because it's an ongoing thing, right? Because we have the Holy Spirit. We take that baton and we continue walking and running the good race. So it says in Acts chapter 1, the first thing that happens to the believers is that they receive the Holy Spirit. It says this in verse 2, Until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, this is where the Holy Spirit comes. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly... A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Amen. And then, man, that was pretty cool. We did the below the thing, stuck. <laughs> the outside, the little wind. Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit, is a divine being, is a divine person. When I say a divine being, what I'm saying is he's a third member of the Godhead, the Trinity. Simply put, is God. Holy Spirit is our counselor, our comforter. Holy Spirit, as a person, as a being, he can grieve, he can intercede, he can think, and knows the deep things of God knows all of our thoughts, our heartaches, and has deep fellowship with true believers, true believers. When a person is saved, there's no way that they can live the same way as they used to. There is no way. The evidence of the Holy Spirit will be so evident that they will turn their life around 180. Of course, it takes time. One day by day, one by one, little by little, but your whole perspective changes and your life will never be the same. 
you'll no longer want to use your summer just to go on vacation and wasting time, which I'm not against vacation. That's not what I'm trying to say. But our focus will be, what can I do in this short time that I have on this earth to do the work of God in this summer and this opportunity that I have? Everything you do will be centered around his schedule, not my schedule. It will be according to what God wants me to do in this very moment, in this short time that I have on this earth. You will say to yourself, I have already wasted too many of my years, too many of my youth years, too many of my younger years. Lord, I desire to do the work that you have called me to do. And there are so many people who turn their life around when they're in their older age, which is good. It's a blessing. But how much more blessed are you when you know Christ in your youth, when you're able and the Holy Spirit enables you to do the work that God had called you to do. There's nothing more beautiful than those who are ready, their feet ready to go to the gospel where the gospel is needed to do the work that God had called them to do. There's nothing more beautiful than a young individual serving God wholeheartedly. Holy Spirit knows all of our thoughts, all of our desires, all of our heartaches. And he has deep fellowship with true believers. Here's while some of these amazing leaders of the past, and I'm quoting of what they said of the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer, he said this, I cannot bring him here. I can only tell you that he is here. That is all. I can tell you that he is present in our midst, a knowing, feeling personality. He knows how you are reacting to what I'm saying. He knows why you came. He knows what you are going to say as soon as you get out of the sidewalk. He knows how you are thinking now. He knows your uprising and your down-sitting, understands your thoughts afar off, and you cannot hide from him. He is present in our midst. I will send another comforter to you, and he will abide with you. Therefore, he is among us. Holy Spirit is here. Amen? A.B. Simpson, the founder of CNMA, denomination, he says this, let us honor the Holy Ghost. Derek Prince says this, we cannot effectively serve God without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, everything you do is in vain. It's garbage. You need the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. When we do missions, whatever we do, when we sing, worship, when we give message, we cannot do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it effectively where it's just a resounding gong, just making noises. Martin Lloyd-Jones, he says, you can have knowledge and you could be meticulous in your preparation, but without the unction of the Holy Spirit, you have no power. And your preaching will not be effective. There's a very real danger of our putting our faith in our sermon rather than in the Spirit. Our faith should not be in the sermon. It should be in the Holy Spirit himself. Amen. And lastly, Hudson Teller says, Since the days of Pentecost, 
Has the whole church ever waited on God so the Spirit's power might be manifested? We give too much attention to method and machinery and resources and too little to the source of power. And we see it often in big churches, events, programs, events, programs, events, programs, over and over and over again, what people need, just like the world, to be like a school, which are good things, but it's the Holy Spirit, the source, is the Holy Spirit, the foundation in all that we do. Rejoice, Holy Spirit is here. Ezekiel chapter 36, the famous passage about the heart of stone, the heart of flesh. It says in verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my Loss. To be born again, to have the Spirit of God in our hearts, is to have a new perspective, to be sanctified, to be renewed, to be regenerated in our daily physical and spiritual lives. Therefore, as Christians, we now live a life of spiritual rebirth. Not a physical, well, kind of physical rebirth, because through the spiritual, your life changes, so the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you are, how you speak, how you think, it changes, it brings about a rebirth of a person, but has to come from the spiritual rebirth. Meaning whenever you do things in life, it's no longer just about now, being legalistic individual, keeping up with the laws, it is the Spirit of God that moves us to be obedient to Him. You cannot be obedient on your own. If you are in the flesh and you are away from God, there's no way that you have the desire, that passion and the zeal to do His work. There's no way. You'll be found out for who you are if the Holy Spirit is not there. Eventually, the fraud, the fakeness will come up. You'll be shown for what you are. The Holy Spirit allows us to be moved by the heart of God, to be obedient to Him, to be in Him, to live in Christ which brings about a spiritual rebirth of sanctification, being renewed and regenerated. For we have been justified in Christ. Amen? Amen. Which leads to our last point, point number three. Christ won. Christ won. Easter is here. Like I said in the beginning, we are victorious. We must remain. We must. There's no choice. We have to remain faithful. Amen? Death is finished. 
Sin is finished. Victory is here. And I'm ending with this last two sub points. Letter A. In failure, stand up. So can we all just right now just stand to our feet? We, we are all able. That's good. In failure, just get up. And then, walk. Come on, let's walk. Even when you have no energy, just crawl. And then, pick yourself up and just continue as much as you can with the best that you can with the power of the Holy Spirit. And be in victory. We bow down. Can we all bow down? Are we able? Except for Andy, his knees are all shattered. He's not able. So he's happy that he's on the piano. Can you play the piano on your knees? No. <laughs> we bow down in victory. And then we get up again in failure. Amen and amen. Can we all take our seat? Thank you for that physical illustration. In failure, stand up. In other words, get up. Head high. Stop staying in guilt, for that's what the devil wants from you. Get up and crawl and walk and run if you have to. For we will all fail. That is what makes us human. We all fall short of the glory of God. And he saved us due to his mercy, due to his grace, and due to his unconditional love. And in victory, bow down. Humble yourself low and get down and give glory to God. 1 Corinthians 15 says again, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where all death is your victory? Where all death is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Be steadfast and immovable like the hawk and juggernaut. Always give yourselves fully. Always excel in the work of the Lord, to the work of the Lord, for you are God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, created in him to do his good works, Ephesians chapter 2. Because you know that your labor, your work in the Lord is not in vain. Why is it not in vain? Because the Holy Spirit is with you, for you are in Christ. Everything that we have accomplished so far was because of the Holy Spirit, was because of the calling that God has placed in our lives. We are not able. We cannot save ourselves. We are not capable of doing His good work. Eventually, you'll be exposed for the fraud that you are. 
the Holy Spirit is now with you. It is after Easter, everyone. Happy after Easter. I'm sure you never heard that before. But happy after Easter. Just like what I share on Thursday, as a Christian man and woman of God, and this is the way I think, it should be all centered around Easter, Christmas, Good Friday, Easter, Christmas, for it's about the birth and the life, his death, and his resurrection, just like the song. And I'll give my final breath to know you in your death. Resurrection. Lord, I want to know you, and I'll give my final breath to know you in your death and resurrection. Lord, I want to know you more. Everything we do is surround that center around his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. We are no longer destroyed by death or sin through Jesus Christ. We have life, eternal, eternal life. And you remember today of why you're here and how you will live the rest of your life from here on until we take our final breath once again. Can you once again turn to our neighbor and say, in Christ, you have life eternal. Can we turn to the other person again and can we say, in Christ, declare today, I have life eternal. In other words, eternal life. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Serve wholeheartedly as you are serving the Lord, not people. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the joy that comes in knowing and having a relationship with you, Father. Oh, we are so sinful and rebellious and full of pride and blind. But Lord, thank you, God, that through your Son, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we are transformed renewed and regenerated and sanctified for we have been justified in Christ through his death and through his resurrection and we have life and life to the full Lord may you may your name may you and may your name may you be glorified and may your name be exalted high above the heavens and who am I and who are we but we declare 
that God, that you are the king of my little life, my small life. Lord, you have come and rescued me. Who am I that you love me? Who am I that you are mindful of me? Who am I that you rescue me? Who am I that, God, I am no longer an orphan, but through your mercy, through your grace, and through your love, you have brought me into your kingdom, into your family of believers, to be part of your kingdom, the kingdom of God, to live this life, not for myself, but for you, God, to live this one life and every opportunity, every chance that I have, may we work at it as if we're working for the Lord with all of our heart as we're working for the Lord not for people that we will serve you wholeheartedly with enthusiasm with a good will heart as we are serving for the Lord let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest of righteousness if we do not give up there's a catch do not give up and in him the Holy Spirit will strengthen us for in him we cannot give up for he will empower us he will strengthen you to continue on and to keep going do not give up beautiful men and women of God continue on if you have to crawl crawl if you have to walk walk when you can't run run but encourage others have the light of Christ strengthen your brothers and your sisters in victory humble yourself bow down in failure stand up look up to god head high and cry run if you have to but continue on in this fight do not give up for we live in the center of our christ jesus for he is our everything he is the beginning he is the middle and the end so god we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we give you our everything lord may the name of the lord be praised Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us today of after Easter that victory is here, that you have called us to be victorious in this life. When lies come, when discouragements come, I pray, God, that we will look not to our emotions or our circumstances or our surroundings, but, Lord, we would hold on to the hope and the truth and the foundation that is found in Jesus Christ. Lord, remind us once again, not just to know it in our heads, but to know in our hearts and in our lives that the Holy Spirit is here, that it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us, enables us to live a life of victory. So God, we thank you for the victory that is found in Christ. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We rejoice today because of the relationship that is found in Jesus Christ. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. In your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen.
Heavenly Father, do not remember the sins of our youth and our rebellious ways, but according to your love, remember us, for you, Lord, are good. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, present you blameless, pure, and holy before his holy presence. And may you know and encounter the unending love of the Father. May the Lord continue to pursue you and guide you and lead you forevermore. And as God's people, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.